On this episode of the Football CFB podcast, Hugh Keevan selects his best ever 11. The 11 is an incredible 11 that, to be honest with you, would be up there with some of the best teams in world football. Without further ado, this is Football CFB and Hugh Keevans with My Best 11. I'm joined again by Hugh Keevans, who is going to talk me through his best ever 11 from his career in broadcasting and sports writing, which, as we've talked about during the last podcast, has spanned for, for absolute decades through some of the best moments of Scottish football. First of all, Hugh, what formation are you going for? I've uh, got 4 2 4, uh, just to be as attack minded as possible. And who, let's start then, who's going to be your goalkeeper? Well, I've watched many, many great goalkeepers. Uh, but it's a present day goalkeeper that I'm going for, uh, Fraser Forster. Uh, the Wall, as he is known. Uh, he's just a terrific goalkeeper, an imposing presence. Uh, so he can be in there. Right back? Well, Danny. Danny McGrain, best fullback of his generation. Uh, old pal from Drumchapel. Uh, had the privilege of writing his book, uh, In Sunshine or in Shadow. Uh, and the title told the story really uh, someone who had incredible ups and very very sad downs you know the fractured skull uh, diabetes overcame it all and was a terrific fullback two centre backs who are they? well Billy McNeil I've always said uh, was my boyhood hero and uh, he along with Jockstein created the modern day Celtic. In 1965, Jockstein came to the club, won the Scottish Cup within weeks of arriving, and Billy scored the winning goal. Following season began the first night in a row, and the season after that came the European Cup in Lisbon. Uh, what a player, what an inspiration and the driving force. He was the leader on the park, Jockstein was the leader off the park, so Billy McNeil. And who would be alongside him? Well, I mean, I'm not paying any attention to, oh, you must balance this one and that one. I'm, I'm just dealing with great players that I have seen, and Virgil van Dijk, uh, now arguably the best player in the world. Um, you know, to have had him at Celtic was a great thing for Scottish football and the the progress that he has made since leaving Celtic underline the fact that he is the best so Virgil van Dijk would be there Your left back? Great man Sandy Jardin uh, a gentleman sadly no longer with us uh, wonderful tidy neat fullback uh, Mr Reliable uh, so he gets it. Obviously, you've mentioned four-two-four. So you're going to need to have two real central midfield players. Who are they uh, going to be? Well, Bobby Murdoch uh, was a magnificent player. You'd have to be my age to remember him. But uh, Bobby Murdoch, one of the Lisbon Lions, was tremendous. Uh, strength, intelligence, vision, he did everything. Uh, so I'm putting Jim Baxter beside him. Now, Jim was a stroller, but a wonderful, wonderful talent. Bobby would do all the hard work and Jim would showboat. Um, one of the 
the legendary figures of Scottish football, as indeed Bobby would be as well. So Murdoch and Baxter in the middle of the park. When we come to the four attacking players, who would be the, the two wide options? Well, Jimmy Johnson uh, voted the greatest Celtic player of all time by the Celtic fans. So for the Johnston family, there can be no greater accolade than that. Jinky was unbelievable. Um, kicked from pillar to post by gentlemen of all nationalities but always come back for more and uh, you know to go to the Bernabeu Stadium after Celtic had won the European Cup to play in Alfredo De Stefano's testimonial match and to run rings round Real Madrid <laughs> uh, proves how exceptional a talent Jimmy was again sadly taken by illness on the other side Brian Loudrup um, what a gift to Scottish football what a talent and believe me what a thorough gentleman uh, so magnificent player and terrific human being you've got two up front and I'm going to give everyone a wee spoiler we've got one from Celtic one from Rangers who yeah. are they? well Henrik Larson, I think would be uh, a lot of Celtic supporters idea of the best ever Celtic player you can argue all day long uh, but the time that he spent at Celtic uh, became the club's third all-time top goalscorer. Uh, I think Celtic were blessed to have him for as long as they did. Yep. And when you understand that uh, he went to Manchester United and to Barcelona after that, what a career. Uh, and one of the, the thrills that I've had over a long time in this racket was to go to uh, Helsingborg in Sweden when Henrik played his last ever game of football. And we met in a hotel and he gave me an hour and a half of his time for a, uh, a newspaper piece. Uh, and I watched Henrik go down the road and not a soul turned ahead. Henrik Larson just went down the road and nobody even looked at him. If it had been Glasgow... <laughs> Uh, I can remember attending a dinner where Henrik had to have bodyguards around the table so that he could eat his food, uh, so that people could get to him for autographs and selfies and all the rest of it. He was an astonishing player, absolutely gifted, and then some. Uh, so Henrik would have to play alongside Koisty. Uh I mean, you've got to have a good singer on the team. <laughs> and... Uh, there is no one who does born in the USA like Ali McCoist. Bruce Springsteen doesn't do it as well as Ali does it. <laughs> uh, so not only a great singer, great funny man, uh, and what a goal scorer. You know, they can say what they like about him and all the chances he missed and this, that, and the other, and, and maybe... Not everyone's idea of the most cultured figure ever to put on a football jersey, but he could score goals. And uh, just a great guy. In terms of that team, Hugh, it's an incredible team. Big characters galore in there, particularly McCoyst and Jimmy Johnson, so you're going to need a strong manager to, to, to manage that team. Who's it going to be? Well, it's Joxine. Uh, I think if you are the first British manager to lift the European Cup, 
and you do so with a team who not very many years before that uh, were in the doldrums. I remember before Jockstein came, uh, Celtic, from 1957 until Jock came, Celtic had not won a trophy. Now, if you imagine Celtic going the best part of eight years without winning a trophy, nowadays, hmm. uh, that would be disastrous. And um, the supporters would be in uproar. So he took a team that hadn't won a trophy for years, and within two years, he won them the European Cup. That's some achievement. And then, did nine in a row, the first time. So, uh, he was an incredible manager. So, big job we get. Last question on this team, Hugh. Obviously, big job won the, the European Cup, the first British manager to do it. Are you confident with that team of players you've got there, that 11, Big Jock would be able to add a second European Cup? Without, without question. McNeil and Van Dyke, McGrave, <laughs> Jimmy Johnson, Henry Larson, Loudrop. Coisty scored near goals as well as Larson. A shoe-in. <laughs> Brilliant, thanks very much, you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Football CFB podcast with me, Callum McFadden. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at football underscore CFB and please subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or through Anchor FM um, where I always post my links to the podcasts anyway. Um, I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I cannot wait to share my next one with you. Please join me again um, very soon when I'll have another football CFB with. But until next time, take care. So we'll dive down to the ocean and we'll make our home in a deep sea cave And our shells will all be open They'll be filled with song, they'll be filled with song We'll dive down to the ocean And we'll make our home in a deep sea cave And our shells will all be